You're listening to The PaveCast, a podcast from Partners for Automated Vehicle Education to illuminate the world of AV technology. Learn about PAVE and its mission by visiting www.pavecampaign.org. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us for another episode of The PaveCast. My name is Adam Howell, and I'm the Director of External Affairs with Partners for Automated Vehicle Education. Now, most of you know that March is Women's History Month, and we thought this would be a great opportunity to highlight an organization doing some amazing work on behalf of women in the AV industry. The group is called Women in Autonomy, and their mission is to embolden women to become leaders and change makers, ensuring female voices are better heard and represented. So with us today is the head of product management for AI and the founder of Women in Autonomy, Indu Vijayan. Indu, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Thank you so much, Adam. And thank you, Babe, for having me on this event. And it's wonderful to talk to you today. Excellent. Well, we're looking forward to it. So just uh, just getting into things, I, I I would love to hear a little bit about your background and, and how you got into the AV field in general. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of a background of what I do on a day-to-day basis, which will give you an idea. So I am a director of product management at uh, for the automotive division at AI. And this means that I work with the R&D team and product team to design and develop cutting-edge software-defined adaptive LiDAR system for the AV market. So this is inclusive of all the um, automotive OEMs and tier ones. And I work with our tier one partner and license the technology to them so that we can have safe self-driving cars on the road, which you and I can buy very soon. So that's, that's what I do today. And I started off in the AV industry about a decade back uh, with Delphi, which is currently called Aptiv, working with experts and radars, cameras, LIDARs, autonomous driving staff, um, it was very wonderful working with them to build self-driving cars and uh, to bring them out, right? Working with the teams to define what should our self-driving SAE level three, level four car should do, defining those systems requirements, What? how do we make it safe? How do we make the maneuver safe? So it was very interesting. It intrigued me a lot. And I'm still here because I, I believe in the mission of having safe self-driving car- cars for all of us giving impact to each one of us in the very near future. Awesome. Well, I mean, such an amazing, uh, such an amazing field and, uh, and you are just right in the middle of it in, in terms of the work you're doing. And then we move into another incredible organization that, uh, that obviously you are, you are uh, at the center of, which is women in autonomy. I'm I'm curious. Uh, it's such a wonderful group. I've I've gotten to know your work over the years uh, with women in autonomy, and and obviously you've done uh, had a great relationship with us here at Pave. Where where did the idea come from uh, for for such a great organization? Yeah, that's very interesting uh, about how women in autonomy came into being because. As I've been in the tech field in Silicon Valley for such a long time, and I've started to see as as years pass, I'm probably the lone woman or woman sitting in on the table where some of the decisions about how these cars are being made and or just in general, like any discussions that's happened, irrespective of whichever company, even if I'm at a supplier or a customer, etc. And I started to see this trend even with my colleagues, other female colleagues, that they feel similar. And at times, I felt there's a lack of mentorship of, say, certain situation, how do I handle it? And I felt the growing need to have a platform or a community who's working in similar tech, uh, field technology, et cetera, to be able to be there 
and figure out a solution together. So there was a need for that. And that's how it, uh, the idea came in the head. Hey, we are all here. We all need help. We need, we can do it together. And that was mainly born out of my experiences. But I found the right team at AI to bring life to this idea and make it really happen. A right set of mind in AI. Specifically, I want to give a shout out to Jen Alia, who was like, I told this idea and they were like, yeah, you know, this makes sense. Let's go and do it. And from then on, they have been passionately putting all the energy. Even today, like if you talk to them, the minute we talk about them, you know, anything related to these ideas, you're fully on. So that I think I would, I think these are the things that really matter, having that connected feeling and having that people who want to do the right thing all adds to it. And that's how Mia came into being. So yeah, I, I probably am giving a lot more uh, uh, stories about how we are, came into being as such, but I think a real big shout out to Jen and Alia to make oh, it really happen. I, I think I think it's fascinating. And I think it's, I, number one, I think it's really great that you had such a, an encouraging organization that you worked for that that when you, uh, when you started Women in Autonomy, that you were really, you know, given the, uh, the space to do it. And then also... Um, I, I I hear that so many times in in not just AV but in, in a lot of other industries. You know, um, women leaders kind of looking around the room and saying, well, "You know, something's missing here." So uh, it's 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 wonderful that there's an organization in this in this um, evolving field that can really uh, really elevate the role of women and and have that mentorship and and doing doing all these great things. So I, I as much as you want to talk about the. Uh, the uh, background of, of such a ing- uh, great organization, we are all ears because I think you're doing great work there. Um, now, um, are, would you say that you've seen issues of women's equality being addressed more openly in the industry since uh, since the formation of Women in Autonomy? Is is the uh, is the issue coming more to the forefront? So, absolutely, the issues of women's equality has always been addressed. Uh, I can go back to articles way back where this is being formally addressed in newspapers, in articles. And even in last 2019, CES, uh, Consumer Electronics Show, being lambasted for not having any female keynotes the previous year. Uh, Since that time, I think there's been a lot of considered efforts from across all of, like, you know, be it. Uh, speakers or any other panel discussions, there has been efforts to increase uh, women and also strong advocates in this place, sponsors and people, men coming forward to say, hey, how can we help? And this is this has happened at my current organization at AI too, like how can we help, yeah. uh, right? So it's not increasing awareness and making that, that this is not right. What is happening is not right. And people understanding that has increased of course, we are we are in the path to seeing how this makes a change. And I think that's something that we, as everybody together, work towards improving as we move forward. Uh, it's small changes, but small steps make us to a bigger staircase to go to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, some of the biggest changes, they they take place incrementally and 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 then that's how you get to where you want to be. Um, and that that kind of um you know that kind of leads into my next question, which when I when I zoom out and I look at the tech industry, or you know um, whether it's AVs or or any other uh, technology, 
the industry has a lot of ups and downs. You know, there are boom times. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are there are there are less um, less expansionist times in in the industry, and I have to think of companies and the industry as a whole looking for any way it possibly can to becoming more more resilient and more successful. And when I think of one of the best ways to do that, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, especially when when it comes to really having a good uh, access to a, a broad workforce and a broad leadership pipeline, that's a great way to make a an industry um, resilient, you know, whether the market is up or down. Do you do you see the work of women in autonomy and and women's equity issues in general as as being something that really is beneficial to the industry as a whole, not just not just from a standpoint of what is right, but also maybe, you know, economically? Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head, which I think all of us are trying to uh, solve. And uh, as Ruth Bader once said, women belong in all places where decisions are being made. It shouldn't be that, you know, women are an exception. For that matter, nobody should be an exception when it comes to where decisions are being made. And it has been statistically proven that companies that prioritize diversity, equity and inclusion are 25 to 30 six percent more likely to outperform on profitability. So this all, see, the whole world includes not just men or women or any specific gender alone. We are an amalgamation of multiple different diverse set of teams or people around who bring together the best in the world. Why shouldn't the corporate rooms, board meetings, any other technical meetings be, be an example or a replica of those, right? It needs to be statistically relevant in that sense. And that definitely will make those companies make the right innovative decisions to solve the right problems. So I, I think it has a huge impact. So that's your, so definitely hands down in inclusivity will drive innovation. Absolutely. And it has, and two big examples I could, I could point out in today's world, Mary Barra of GM, how she turned around uh, the company from kind of, from the bankruptcy to where it is now as one of the leading players. And another example in the um, in the uh, other space is Lisa Su of AMD. She's also done a mm-hmm. wonderful job of returning around. It is very recent, 2014, where it was in the bankruptcy and how things have turned around for them. So it just, history shows that this is definitely working. So, and, and the, to your last question, how is VIA helping to improve this landscape in general. So in terms of what VIA is trying to do, um, we are trying to basically make sure we have virtual events and live events where we speak about the main issues we face in each and every spectrum of this technology space. We concentrate on those and have women working in these fields come out and speak about these. So first of all, there's bringing awareness among everybody about it. Second, giving a chance for women to get their voices out and be heard. Mm-hmm. And we continue to have your speakers bureau to elevate women and make, the, make sure they are coming out with speaking experiences and opportunities and bring out a different thought process or perspective into these speaking panels, et cetera, as well. Uh, and a few other things we also concentrate on is like having annual mentorship programs, uh, where met, we match similar mentor mentees and have a program for them to 
uh, elevate themselves and also bring out the best in themselves. Lastly, I think I would like to conclude that, of course, diversity brings innovation and we need we need to have more representation and inclusivity at all levels. And it only will make your companies more successful and hence more resilient. Absolutely. And I think it's a, I think it's a huge, uh, huge point of importance that, uh, that you brought up uh, that there are so bringing, bringing the voices forward. And, and I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, women in autonomy, uh, you know, the, the speaker series and, and all of the, uh, all of the great uh, speakers that you've had um, that are all online, by the way, for the for anybody who's interested in checking them out on YouTube, I, I've I've looked at several myself, and they're just amazing. I mean, to having these different perspectives and to having these different voices uh, uh, come out. Um, and we touched on this a little bit, um, but I want to I want to dive into it just a little bit further because I think that people have different views of innovation. You know, innovation means a lot of things to a lot of different, uh, a lot of different people. But, um, and again, you mentioned this before, but, uh, but I want to, to get a little bit deeper on it. What is you, what do you believe um, in terms of the role of elevating voices and finding different perspectives, how that enriches a company's innovation culture so that you can take directions and move into things that, that you made that other people or other teams that weren't as diverse might have not considered. Um, how, how do you feel that that's so important for companies to be innovative? So I think uh, in general, uh, I, for example, how how does how does having more diverse team bring in innovation as such? Right. So um, when when you are having people from uh, coming from different backgrounds, different say, challenges when they were brought up, for example. They start solving or tackling a problem differently. And that thought process is very crucial when you're trying to solve challenges which has unexplored previously. And in today's world, when when you're talking about innovation, it mainly is using AI algorithms and all of these uh, high um, algorithms, which is closer to like teaching them, teaching these algorithms what a human would do, mm-hmm. or mimicking what a human brain would do in these conditions. So when you're trying to teach an algo what it's supposed to do, if your input to the brain or input to your algo is only coming from one certain perspective, it ha- it will naturally have its own limitations. So getting your input right or your training models correct with the diverse and in, uh, like d- diverse background, different information, different data sets, again, made by humans and having that humans coming from diverse background, adding those uh, training data sets, et cetera, and thought process will only improve the quality of the AI algorithm that these companies are going to build. And Finally, but one, one part of it is just creating the AI algorithm. Other part of it is how does this AI algorithm interact with the humans that's around you? And interaction again with different kinds of humans, not just one kind. You're talking about human, not only by gender, you're talking about geographical locations, cultural differences, um, all of these. So having that again, like the you know, diversity is like so huge or very, I would say very nuanced topic. It's, it's, it scales different levels, gender, culture, geography, um, you know, age, age differences, cultural differences, 
gender gaps, all of it needs to be addressed at this point of time. Uh, so having having to have a group which has this whole whole a group which is thinking holistically will find out a solution that will match or create a better solution as such it, because of the fact that you're now representing the world or the cosmic in in a, in a nutshell in that group itself. So that's one thing that I would say will really help. Um, yeah. And, it, and um, there's few other, I think there's been a lot of statistics also that show that um, like even in today's, in any of these, uh, even today as a human, as a single human, everybody has their own built-in biases uh, as well. Like something is right, something is wrong, black and white or shades of gray, and it's all changes per person. So just having the fact that you have different people will reduce these biases. And that's one of the ways to get your AI algorithms to be better and perform better. So I think this is an additional point to be added on how you can be more innovative while building AVs specifically in, in I'm talking about AVs or AI related uh, algorithms that's running on these AVs to be better. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's something that's top of the mind right now. You know, I mean, there's so much out there in the, in the news, news media and, and all of the place about, you know, the development of AI and, and, and what those interfaces, what those, uh, what those algorithms are going to look like in the future. So it's, I think it's, it, you hit the, like you said, you hit the nail on the head. It's so critical that we train these, uh, these programs and these machines with the broadest perspective possible to rep- be as representative of, you know, a real cross section of humanity. So I think it's, uh, it's incredibly important. Um, now it's March, we're getting into 2023. Um, I'm, I'm curious, uh, if you have any, uh, upcoming activities or things, uh, as we get into the year that you want to talk about for women in autonomy. Absolutely. So I think we are super uh, geared for this year because we are slowly getting out of COVID and trying to get (laughs) in-person panels and events. We'll continue to host virtual events. We just had our EV panel uh, conducted virtually um, just a week back. Uh, We continue to have more live events as well as we go towards this year. Uh, We'll continue continue to have your speakers to be added to different speaking opportunities. Um, we also have starting off with our annual mentorship program pretty soon, um, which will last for nine months. And uh, all the registration is going to come up pretty soon. And we encourage all women in the AD and technology backgrounds to apply. And we are also planning to do a partnership with Girls in STEM organization uh, to provide guidance and visibility to students on p- potential STEM careers. So this is also something that we're looking forward to, to add to our uh, events this year and of course I'm happy to partner with everybody who wants to uh, work with VIA and ensure that we have more of women elevated and have an opportunity for them to raise their voices on the key um, issues and find a solution together. Absolutely I mean so important and so happy I mean for for pretty much every group uh, we talk to um, you know in person you know able to be in front in front of other in front of humans, so that's a yes. that's an exciting thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I assume that if uh, if people are interested in things like your mentorship program or your speaking series or or just in general wanting to engage with women in autonomy, they can go to your website. Absolutely. So, womeninautonomy.com. Uh, we will post a uh, a link. 
in the description. The other thing um, I just wanted to bring up, since it is uh, Women's History Month, um, is there any message on behalf of the of your organization that you want to uh, just put out there for uh, this very important uh, recognition month? Absolutely. So one thing that always is in my mind, um, and uh, this is a famous quote from Michelle Obama, mm. don't be afraid, be focused, be hopeful, be empowered. I think this would be my, from the, yeah, I think this is main message to most of the people um, to just stand there, voice, voice your opinions, believe in what you, you know what is right for you. You know that. You just go with it with full full focus and um, courage. That's all I would say. But I would use this opportunity to voice the wonder we are women uh, who work behind the scenes with so much passion to bring these events and programs. Um, I did mention about Jenna Alia, who are the program managers for this for EBA as such, and they continuously, tirelessly put out events out so that more and more women can have a platform to discuss and discuss main technical or other issues um, in business related to autonomous technology. I also wanted to give a big shout out to Mentorship Head Army. She has, I think, over the years, trying to change things within the mentorship programs, learning from each year and making a change in how we can bring out the best mentorship programs for the teams as such. And also, I also wanted to shout out, give a big shout out to our marketing and communications. Um, and I would say, call her a super cheerleader, Jenna DeFasio. She makes things happen within VIA. And also, she also helps with internal AI uh, women initiatives as such. So very, very much, I would say, very thankful and grateful I have this wonderful team in VIA to make things happen. And it's their tireless effort and passion that makes it successful. So, and I'm sure there's similar other women in, in the world who, who are very passionate and who just drive things to happen. And I think I, I, think I, I would like to thank all of them uh, today. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think you uh, you said it best. For every uh, for every person, there's this, there's an entire wonderful team of energetic people that are uh, that are doing hard work behind the scenes, and uh, and and I think that uh, I especially want to thank you and your organization for all the amazing work that that you're doing. And I'm looking forward to seeing so uh, so many great things uh, in the 2023 and beyond. So we're we're really excited for the future for women in autonomy. Uh, Indu, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate having you on. Um, and I just want to I just want to uh, remind everybody that you can go to www.womeninautonomy.com to check out all the great things that they're doing, um, learning more about uh, their amazing speakers, their mentorship program, and all the great things that are coming up in 2023. If you have interest in how you want to engage with the group, please reach out. They have a uh, they have a portal there that you can contact them on, and of course uh, you can uh, similarly uh, check out Pave at thepavecampaign.org to uh, learn more about our work and uh and uh see more about uh how the uh world of autonomy is moving forward here in the future so thank you all for uh tuning in and we'll uh we'll talk to you next time thank you so much adam and thank you pave <laughs>